Hello, pet lovers, and welcome to Pet Lover Geek. I'm Lorian Clemens, and today's From the Vault episode is all about pet safety during wintertime. Stick around through this short break, and then we'll be back with a great episode for you. It's snowing right now outside. It's about 27 degrees. We've got the fireplace going. Hot cocoa is on the menu for me right after this show. And depending on where you live, you might also be cuddled up with your fur kids right now, trying to keep warm because it's cold outside. And winter, for most of us in the country, it means that there's a few more challenges on getting our pets outside for exercise and bathroom breaks. So today, we're going to focus on winter and holiday safety tips because winter's here, it's cold outside. And though for a lot of people, it's just best to usually stay inside. You know, we got to take those dogs out for exercise and potty breaks and things like that. And some of us even have cats that are used to going outside on a regular basis. And there's some things we need to be aware of to make sure that they are safe and warm and comfortable during these winter months. So to get us started today, we've invited Dean Vickers. Now, Dean is the former director of animal welfare studies and education at Radio Systems Corporation. You probably know them as the makers of the PetSafe brand. He was also a... Ohio State Director of the Humane Society of the United States. He's got a lot of experience in animal welfare and disaster response, and we're really excited to have him on the show today to share some expert tips on keeping your pets safe and healthy during the winter season. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek, Dean. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. Okay, so let's get started. What is the very first thing that we need to keep in mind before taking, let's say, our dog outside? Sure. I have three dogs, actually, and my dogs are different sizes, different shapes, different ages. I have Gustav, who's a 120-pound Bernese Mountain Dog. I have Isabella, who is a 50-pound Chow Chow. And then I have Rocky, who is a 40-pound Lab Mix. Now, my first two dogs, long hair, love, love, love cold. Mm -hmm. Rocky, the the Lab Mix, not so much. Mm -hmm. So before we go outside with him, I want to make sure what's out there. With with, with any any of the dogs, as far as that goes, you know, I, I want to check out... Is it raining? Is it sleeting? Uh, how cold is it before I actually get ready to take them outside? Uh, and some of that, too, like with with the snow and stuff, you, it's not just taking them out. It's what the road conditions are like. I've been walking my dogs in the past, and, you know, cars can't slow down like they could normally. And, you know, they can veer off, and so you have to be careful with that as well. But my big thing for this time of year when I look, look to outside is really what's going on right now. Is it snowing? Is it sleeting? Is it too cold? Then I go from there. What would you constitute as too cold? I mean, like, I live up in the mountains. And um, what is too cold when you say, okay, got to get out the pee pad because it's just too cold? Well, a couple of years ago here in Ohio, we had like negative 10 or 12 degrees. I look at that and I see how my dogs react. Mm-hmm. Now, for Rocky, uh, or at the time it was Jamal, uh, I put a coat on him. The other two dogs, they did not need to because they're, they're long enough hair. And I kind of gauge on how they interact or how they act when they go outside. If I'm not leaving them out, yeah, I look at it, how long do I want to stay out here? You know, I figure I have less protection outside than they do. So I'll look at that. I'll, I'll still take them out for a walk. Even if it's pretty cold, I just watch how much time I spend out there. If it's like 45 degrees or, or freezing degrees, you know, I'm, I'm way more conscious of, of how long I'm out there, particularly like with my two dogs now, the longer hair. They let you up by themselves. I have a sense in the yard. I let them in and out that way. If it's colder, colder, 
I don't, I don't let them go outside unsupervised. I want to make sure I can see what they're doing, see how they're breathing, see how they're interacting outside in the cold. If it's, you know, below that, I want, I'm, I'm with them. So I can make sure that if something does happen, I'm right there. Just drag them back in the house. So if you're outside with your dog and you're keeping close eye on them, are there signs that people should be seeing like, ah, this is cold is too much for them that maybe you wouldn't notice unless you were new to be looking for those signs? Yeah, kind of look at their breath, see how they're breathing. If it starts to become shorter, then to become a little more strained as far as their breathing goes. And also check out their paws. A lot of times when it comes to like walking dogs outside, particularly uh, when it's, I guess, I guess either way, it mounds the same way because what happens is as they walk, their pads or their paws will melt the snow a little bit and then it'll refreeze within their pads. Mm. Now in the city, it can be not just the ice that's refreezing, it can also be salt or chemicals that people use you know, to make temperatures or make the weather better for them in, in, the, in the snow itself. So you want to make sure you keep an eye on that. So you can see as they're walking, uh, even my child who loves this weather, as she walks, I'll, I'll see her kind of lift up her, her, her paw, turn and give me a look, which means I rub her paw and, and melt the snow pad a little bit. Then she walks a little bit further and kind of the same thing happens. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on how much ice is building up between her pads because you know, that can actually uh, cause some lacerations and cuts because it's still ice. You know, it, right. it, it can cut their paws as they're walking. So if they're high-stepping, then that's going to be a signal to you. There may be something yeah. wrong there. Well, they're either getting ready for a show. <laughs> right. They're, getting their, they're stepping down. Or, yeah, they're, they're really they're looking at their paws like they don't, they're just confused with what's going on here. Like, right. It hurts when they put the paw down. It's like, oh, what, what's going on here? Right. So they look at you for help. Do you recommend that folks consider winter apparel, particularly for those smaller dogs, those shorter hair dogs? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of winter apparel, but actually the answer is yes, which I didn't do until uh, Jamal, who was a old dumpster dog from years ago, but he, he was like 15 when he finally passed away. And it was the last few years he just couldn't do it anymore. He just, his uh, fur was just too thin. Mm-hmm. And so he, he still liked to go outside with the other two dogs, but he just couldn't physically do it. So right. I actually got him an Ohio State jacket, so a little, a little sweatshirt, sorry. <laughs> and he loved it. Yeah. You know, he just would, the, the first time I put it on, to be fair, he was not a huge fan. But then he was kind of, oh, look at you, you're so cute, you're so cute. And then he loved it. And right. uh, he was just so excited to put it on. Never been able to get the footies on before. But right. Those are impossible. I, I actually had a similar experience. We have a dog who does not like going outside, but now she sees the coat come out and she's excited because it, I think it's a big difference for her. And the booties, I agree. I think the booties are awesome. I wish they would work on our dogs. We have never been able to be successful with getting them on our dogs. Yeah, exactly. I'll get one on, and then by the time I get the other one or two on, there it's all it's over with. So it's like, <laughs> right. let's just... Well, see, the best I can do here, oh, you know, I'll just, be, just resign myself yeah. to rubbing your feet when we come back inside and call it a day. All right. So well, let's say that they're coming back inside. Are there things that you should be checking, you know, inside just to make sure everything's good before you let them, you know, go about their business inside once they've gone outside? Sure. hundred percent. When I bring my dogs in, like I said, I have three of them. And my initial coming back in really becomes a time management uh, process because what I really want to do is check their feet, their pads when they first come in. And rub off. I have a wet nap by the door. So I really had to grab a wet nap. And I always use the same one for all three for the initial uh, rub off. All I'm really doing is trying to 
check for pads real quick for any any lacerations but really i'm rubbing them because i want to take off any of that salt mm-hmm. or any chemicals because i don't want them licking that yeah uh, you've all seen dogs when they come in their, their paws are wet or something they'll lick and lick and lick well if it's a chemical that's the last thing you want them to do right so i'll just take a wet nap and just kind of rub them off real quick right away and then once they're all inside then i feel a little more comfortable i can be a little little more um thorough with taking a, a blanket or a towel and rubbing off their feet a little better once again checking a little more for that and uh, especially if you see them limping or anything and then i also i'll start rubbing down their, their if it's been snowing or something i'll rub off their heads and their, and their ears so you want to get in that dry too it's mm-hmm. not just good for the, for the furniture it's also good if they go back outside later you don't want that to be wet and refreeze uh, wet when they go back out Exactly. Yeah, that that would be like a, a frostbite, which is which dogs can get frostbite for 100%. sure. So now that you mentioned true, yes. in, in your article, you mentioned uh, some health concerns that are you know out there in the winter times. Like for example, feeding is what kinds of things can be keeping in mind with feeding with dogs in the, in the cold months. Sure. Now, my three different dogs, both Isabella and Gustav, because they're longer haired dogs. They love this kind of weather, and they actually will run and run and run as much as they can outside. And so they end up using a lot more energy. Mm-hmm. And so their food is actually more in the wintertime than the summertime. Because in the summertime, you know, with long-haired dogs, particularly Chow, she's lazy. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> right. And so she's, she's content in the summertime to lay somewhere in the, in the air conditioning. So she shouldn't eat that much. And so in the wintertime, she eats a lot more. And mm-hmm. so I have to be careful because Rocky, the lab mix, the opposite. He does not like the cold. He'll go outside if you kind of make him, and he'll go outside for a short period of time, jacket or no jacket. He still doesn't like to be outside too long. So with him, I have to really pull back on the food. A, he's a lab, so he's kind of predisposed to be kind of an eater. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't want to get too heavy in the wintertime. So I'm just more careful with how much I feed them. I make sure it's a good quality food. But I also want to make sure it's not too much. And this time of year, more than any other, I actually have to pull the food up. Usually I just put uh, a cup of food in each bowl. Now the wintertime is different because Rocky is the eater, where the other two would not eat and eat, eat in the summertime, where he would eat and eat, eat in the wintertime. So. Right. So it's important that you kind of keep in mindful of how much energy is being expended, for sure. Now, I want to, before we run out of time, because we've only got about a minute left, what other, like, major concern safety-wise and health-wise should people be aware of in the winter time or the holiday months? Well, in the holiday months, particularly the holiday months, is the holidays in general. I mean, it's people coming over, you got visitors all the time coming. I always make sure I either have treats that I trust or I make my own treats actually for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I leave them out for my guests. That way when they come, they can give my dog a treat that I, that I pre-approve. Because right. otherwise, they're going to be eating all kinds of, well, you know, let's just call it garbage. Because it is. It's, we eat it. We, and we know what it is. We know we shouldn't. Right. But the dog, they don't get it that often. So they're excited to get something new. And you can kind of regulate how much they're getting. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just eating table scraps, they're just going to eat and eat and eat. So right. I'd be careful of that. I also look at what decorations are around? I look at, you know, I'm, I'm careful of ribbon. Uh, we don't really use garland as much anymore, but things like that. Anything that's kind of long and stringy, I, I'm careful with. And, you know, turkeys, hams, anything like that. It's easy to grab a hold of. And you know, with Gustav being, you know, 120 pounds, you know, he's got a pretty high reach there. And yeah. also with him, his tail. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
So watch out for candles, things like that. Decorations are fantastic, but candles, they can knock off the table. Christmas ornaments, like the, the glass balls on the mm-hmm. screen, just be careful. It looks like a, looks like a tennis ball. Right. Just, just be careful of things like that. And anything that has like long string, even, even like uh, squeaky toys, which Gustav loves. I'm careful. I, I, I'll take off scarves and anything that can be kind of long. They right. can swallow. So. Right. So just, just in gen- general, just kind of have a, a close eye on what could my dog look at as a toy or a piece of food and make sure that it's yeah, going to be safe for them. Everything's a toy or a piece of food. So right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Dean. We're, we're out of time. It was really great having you oh, on the show. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us today. Make sure you leave a comment below for any cool or geeky ideas that you want us to cover in future episodes. And like always, give those fur babies a hug from me. I'm Lorian Clemens, and this has been Pet Lover Geek, powered by Pet Hub. <laughs>